I'm glad to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. I've just got one thing to say about our music worship this morning. Wow. I'm going to tell you, Donnie, that was so good, I'm going to say it backwards. Wow. My goodness, praise the Lord. We've had worship this morning. Um, blows my mind. My name is Richard Blue. I am, uh, I'm a Yankee. I'm from Shreveport. Santa Claus lives in Shreveport. You can't get any farther north than that. And um, uh, I've been in this part of the world for 22 years. Pastored Walker Baptist Church for 20 years before becoming, here's the 75-cent word, Associational Missions Coordinator. Brother David Brown used to have that position. They swapped a brown for a blue is what happened. And uh, not only that, I'm one of you. I'm a live oaker. I'm a member of this congregation, and I, I'm very thankful that Brother Johnny uh, trusted me with this very important part of how worship today is we worship the Lord in the Lord's Supper. I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles, if you would please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, beginning at uh, verse 23. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning at verse 23. Now, I've been told I've got a time limit. I can preach at 100 words a minute with gust up to 150. So buckle your pew belt, get ready, we're going to go, okay? And so 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning at verse 23, I'm reading from the Holman Christian Standard Bible, so it may be a little different from your Bible. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread gave thanks, broke it, and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he also took the cup and said, This cup is the new covenant established by my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes." Heavenly Father, we pray and ask that you would honor the reading of your word. And Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be found acceptable in your sight, O Lord. May your spirit speak to your church today. May your gospel be proclaimed. And Father, we pray for Brother Johnny and his family as they are uh, stepping aside today. We pray for your grace, your mercy, and healing to be upon them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okie dokie. So there are two ordinances in the Baptist church. Now Johnny's your, your young guy. I'm your old coot, okay? I, this is the way I do preaching, okay? So hang on. We're going to get there. There are two ordinances in the Baptist church that we observe. One is the ordinance of baptism. Baptism is, is the, everyone's familiar with that. Praise God. Did you see the Baptist message article? Uh, on this church that uh, what has baptized what about eight or nine people since the beginning of the pandemic. Now, what is baptism? Baptism is when a person comes to faith in Jesus Christ, they are making their public profession of faith. They are declaring to the world, 
I believe that Jesus died on the cross and was buried and that he arose from the dead. They are proclaiming also, I've been buried together with Christ in baptism and I've been raised to walk in newness of life. And so there is a proclamation that is being made through baptism that I've died to an old way of life. And what is the old way of life? Not having Jesus in your life. What is the new life? It is Christ in you, living in and through you and guiding you step by step as you go through life. We've heard that in the sermon of the songs that we have sung today and heard today, that we keep our eyes upon Jesus. So that's baptism. It's done one time. When? At the beginning. The Lord's Supper is the second ordinance. We call them ordinances because they have been ordained by Jesus Christ. He ordained the Lord's Supper at the last supper before he went and died on the cross. And so this ordinance is one that we repeat periodically and regularly. We do it from time to time because we remember the Lord's death until he comes. So the Lord's Supper is a memorial. It is a fellowship because we are also celebrating it as a body of believers. What is the thing that draws us together and makes us as one? It is Christ in us that makes us one. And, and we celebrate that fellowship that we have in Christ. It's an anticipation because as often as you drink of this or eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we remember the Lord's death until what? Until he comes. So we anticipate the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is also a proclamation because the broken body of Christ and the spilt blood of Christ is what covers our sin. It's, it's the blood of Christ that forgives, that cleanses, that opens the door for us to have relationship with God, to know God, and to be filled with His Spirit and to live for Him. The near context of our passage, I didn't read all of the verses before and afterwards, but the, but the Corinthian church was a difficult church. They, had, they were a contentious church, and they were taking this opportunity of the Lord's Supper uh, they were bringing in all kinds of chaos. But the Lord's Supper was to be a solemn occasion where people would meet to remember the compassionate act of Christ's death on the cross in verses 23 and 24. It was a place where the proclamation of the gospel is proclaimed, the good news of the forgiveness of sin and eternal life in Christ. We proclaim our fellowship. We've already talked about that. Let me give you some chapter and verse. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. Just as we have many members in one body, so we who are many are one body in Christ. We are the body of Christ. Live Oak Baptist Church is the complete body of Christ. We have everything here that we need in the church to do the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it takes every one of us to make that happen. So we're one body in 
Christ. We proclaim our fellowship, our oneness. We proclaim the imminent return of Christ. We examine ourselves before coming to the Lord's table. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, we approach the Lord's table with this in mind. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So it calls on us to do self-examination. Where are you in your walk, in your relationship with Christ? I like that last song that we sang. It's a deep water song. Uh, It says, Lord, help me to see above the waves. Help me to see above the chaos of everything that's going on around me that I may keep my eyes focused on you. Have you drifted away from the Lord Maybe it's a time, it's, this is a time to see ourselves as we are before God. Maybe it's a time to renew our commitment, a time to forgive others, a time to change our attitude and our motive toward God, toward others, and our service to Him. It's a time to remember what it is that Jesus has done for us that we might rejoice in thanksgiving. It's also another time to proclaim the gospel. Who is this Jesus? When we come to the Lord's table, we are reminded of who Jesus is. Jesus is God's son who entered this world. God in human flesh. He lived as we live. He has been tempted and tested in every way that we are, yet without sin. What is that telling us? He that knew no sin, 2 Corinthians 5.21, he that knew no sin became sin in our behalf, was nailed to the cross, his body broken, his blood spilt, his life given, a life given for a life that we might be made to become righteous in the eyes of Almighty God. He died on the cross He ascended into heaven. He arose from the grave, ascended into heaven, sitting at the right hand of the Father, and he's coming again. He's coming again. Hey, there may be some of you. I have to to say this. I have to say this. There's some of you today, you came, who is this Jesus? Some come today, and, and they're listening today. And they're saying, what can I know about this Jesus? How can I know Jesus? The Bible makes it very clear that if we're going to have Jesus in our life, Jesus is God who became flesh, died on the cross, rose from the grave, and he came for one reason, to provide sinful mankind a way back to a holy God. He made the way. He is the path that we follow. How do we get there? We admit that we're sinners and that we cannot save ourselves. We're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. We cannot save ourselves for by grace you're saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God and not of works lest any man should boast. We believe in Jesus. We not only admit that we're sinners and cannot save ourselves, we believe that Jesus is who he says he is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but should have everlasting life. And then we must confess Jesus as Lord. 
If we confess with our mouths Jesus as Lord and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. For with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness. We can line up with God. And with the mouth confession is made, resulting in salvation. And whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How do you call upon the Lord? Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I cannot save myself. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and save me. Call upon the Lord. Pray. Seek God's face. Lord, I don't know all that there is to know, but I know I need Jesus in my life. So as we approach the Lord's table, what are we doing? We are proclaiming the gospel. We are remembering our great salvation. We are fellowshipping and celebrating our fellowship with one another and we're anticipating even so Lord Jesus come quickly if you've never trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior in the pew in the pew up on the counters in the window seals there is a card you say I want to know more about this Jesus and how I can have him as the Lord of my life I want you to fill out that card drop it off in the collection buckets at the back if if uh I don't know if this is the Facebook's live or not, but if we're on Facebook live, there are people all over the country right now that may be watching this. And if you want to know Jesus and want to know about this Jesus, I urge you, uh, there is a text down at the bottom of the Facebook page. Hey, I want you to, I want you to send a text to the church, okay? And get a hold. Brother Johnny Morgan, our pastor, is going to get in touch with you. And he's going to talk about what it means to have Jesus in your life as Lord and Savior. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something. If you haven't already, we're going to approach the Lord's table. Have you done business with God? Have you looked at yourself, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Here are the things that I know of, but also cleanse me of all unrighteousness, the things that... I can't think of. As we approach the Lord's table, let's get ourselves ready to worship God. Now I'm going to ask you, be careful now. Don't open the juice first. Make sure the bread's on the top. Peel it back. And we have the bread. I want you to hear these words that we just read, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the body of Christ that was broken for our sin. Father, we look into our life and we find the things in our life that caused him to have to come and do that for us. He made a way for us back to God, and we're thankful for that. Thank you for your broken body. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And Jesus said, take, eat, this is my body. Now we'll prepare the juice. Prepare the cup. In the same way, in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-five, in the same way he took the cup also after supper, saying, 
This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the blood of Christ that covers our sin, that gives us hope, that gives us power and strength to live for you day by day. May we live our lives in such a way that we reflect Jesus as Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And when Jesus had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. And after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives where Jesus would be tempted, where he would be betrayed, he would be tortured, and then he would go to the cross and die a sacrificial death, a life given for a life that we might have everlasting life. We're going to sing a hymn now. I ask you to stand. This will be our hymn a benediction, and you'll be dismissed afterwards. God bless you. Thank you for being here and for trusting me to be with you today.